Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are back here on cover to cover happy to have you all back uh it's a thursday and we are gonna go through it i mean uh it, it, there's some stories breaking right now that i'm very excited to talk about but before we get to all that uh hey the podcast is doing well we're getting some numbers things are exciting you people are all into it i know we've had a couple of bad reviews this week and i went crazy because i have nothing better to do in my life than read uh one bad review of the podcast and it sent me over the edge um but I'm back, and I'm happy that all of you stuck up for me and said, this podcast is great. Alex is great. You're great. We love it. We love the fact that you have no facts on anything and fuck up every story. It's amazing. So uh, having said that, thank you all. Come see me in Plano. I will be in Plano. As you're listening to this, I'm in Plano, Texas. I'm not currently, but I will be when you start listening to this. Uh, I'm at Hyenas Thursday, Friday, and Saturday this weekend. If you live in that Dallas Plano area, please come to see me. I love hanging out with people, uh, and I haven't been on the road now in a week, and I'm excited to get back to it. Let's do it in Texas. Big Texas. Okay, here we go to the stories. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about it. I know it's been out for a little bit now, but we uh, the R. Kelly, the R. Kelly Gale uh, interview, uh, Gail King interview was amazing. I watched it in pieces. I watched the first one. Then there was a bit of a second one. Then I watched the two girls kind of uh, talking about it. The two girls who are saying that they're not being held captive. And the entire time, <laughs> R. Kelly's there. He's in the room with them. Um you know, like coughing in the, he's off camera, but he's making sure that, that they know he's there. So it, the whole thing is just very strange. And then of course, Gail King handled it amazingly because R. Kelly's, my takeaway from the entire thing was R. Kelly. Did you watch it, Alex? Did yeah, you watch I, it saw, I saw clips of it. Clips of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, my takeaway from it is R. Kelly is dumb as shit, uh, which I, I mean, I guess that's no, I, I kind of, we were up on that and, and, uh, and yeah, he was, he's guilty of, of these things, of course. And I don't think, I don't know if, 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 of like making girls go to the bathroom at a certain time is, is illegal, but if they're 14, it is, I guess. But if they're 21, I don't know if that's illegal. Like if you can tell a girl went to eat or whatever, not that it's right. I'm saying, I don't know if it's illegal. So he's screaming about oh, 30 years into business and I can't believe this is the way I'm being treated. That's spend 30 years somewhere else. Yeah. Huh? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, do, will you go to jail for this? I, who, but anyway, Gail King, like just the whole time is just sitting there and handling it perfectly just like she's just like Robert 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 and he as he's standing above her screaming about whatever and I, everybody was praising Gail King and I've always liked Gail I, I you know from my you know Oprah days and I I just like her on CBS and she's great and 
I, everyone was praising her for being able to handle how cool, cool and collected she remained, but she's been hanging out with Oprah since she was like 11. So she has probably dealt with some breakdowns over the years of powerful people where she's just had to be like, the Oprah screaming about, if I, if I got to eat one more cauliflower pizza up in here. And Gail's like, calm down, calm down, Oprah. You know, this cauliflower pizza's good too. Why can't I have some bread? That's my own for impression. And it's done from um, that one movie that she was in, The Color, uh, Color Purple, that I just used that character as my still as my Oprah uh, go-to. Um, and yeah, it was fun. And and then some of the other things that are coming out about, like this guy is just a strange dude. First of all, he's 52. And the two girls who testified in the one that Gail had, were one of them was 21, the other one was 23, I think. And... You know, they're saying the parents are saying these girls were brainwashed and and sure, they probably are. I mean, I don't know if R. Kelly has the ability to brainwash people, but I mean, he's got fans. I know. It's still amazing to me that he has huge uh, fans, uh, like a a giant fan base, because I know once again, it's not the music I listen to every day. So he probably does have songs that are hits currently, uh, at least in, in that world and in the R&B world. I mean, I, of course, I know I believe I could fly. I believe I could, you know, and I, I know all the other ones, Ignition, which is a great song. You know, all um, the trapped in the closets. Tra- and I, yeah, I, when trapped in the closet, like, you know, Saturday Night Live did a great sketch on it this week. Uh, and, and, uh, and they, you know, they talked about in all his songs, he was giving clues. I mean, the trapped in the closets were weird songs. Yeah. Uh, there was, doesn't he have a song called age is only a number, yes. which is basically yeah. saying, Hey, when that's when he was with Aaliyah, I think or Aaliyah at the time was 16 or whatever. She was. Gra- I don't see nothing wrong with a little, is that him? Grind. Is that R Kelly? I, isn't that him? It I might could, be. I'm pretty sure. It could be. Yeah. You I might be right. But yeah, all that stuff, myself. all that stuff is, uh, is, 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 you know, so anyway, it was interesting to watch. And I know when a person like Gail King is doing an interview like all you want is for the person to just lose their shit. So when that happened, she just must be like, "Oh my god, this is like, we got gold. TV here. This guy is giving us everything shut. we want. He's acting like an idiot. He's crazy. Scream. He's jumping. He's got got out of the chair. Which oh. which when you doing an interview like that, all you want is people to rip off that microphone and walk off. Yeah. It's gold if for an interview person. Having said that, I am now going to introduce on cover to cover our first guest. I don't think he's going to tear off his microphone and leave, but let me give you a little backstory on what's going to happen here. Um, I am going out of town. I'm going to uh, Calgary, uh, Canada. I'll be performing at the Comedy Cave. And at the Comedy Cave, it's not like an R. Kelly situation. You're a hostage uh, with them for like a week. Yeah, you were like a week at at the Comedy Cave. So you do shows Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I am basically being held hostage in Calgary at the Comedy Cave all week next week. So if you're in Canada, and I know a lot of you Calgary people have written me and said, when are the dates? Come, please. I, I, I need friends in Calgary. I'm going to be there a long time. Uh, so I have to cover next week's podcast. And then after that, I go to Hawaii and have to cover a few. So I brought in a guest to help me. Now, um, let me tell you who I have with me. And it's very exciting. Uh, many years ago, I worked on a show called Chelsea Lately. Uh, the first guy I met walking into Chelsea Lately was Steve Marmelstein. Steve Marmelstein was sitting at a desk in a room with a guy named Johnny Kansas. They shared an office together. Johnny directed a lot of the sketches and stuff on the show. And Steve Marmelstein was a writer. As soon as I walked in, I thought I had recognized Steve Marmelstein's name from like a family guy or something. I said, didn't you write family guy? He says, I wish. And he runs out of the room. <laughs> and then we kind of sat at the end of the writer's room table together uh, and would thumb through the New York Post every day, the two of us. He's from New York. Say hi, Steve. Well, hello, Chris. There he is. That's Steve Malmstein, everybody. You probably know him if you watch Chelsea lately. And uh, and so Steve's from New York. We're the same age. We He's one of the guys who, you know, in life you meet some people, you're like, this is my guy. He's a guy. We go to a lot of concerts together, baseball games, things like that. Best guy to go to any of the stuff like that. Easy to hang with. Easy hang, which I love. And here he is, everybody. Steve Marmelstein, our first guest ever on Cover to Cover. Uh, I feel great. I feel, you know, I feel like Bill Murray was Letterman's first guest. Is, yeah, that's right. On both uh, the yeah. CBS and the, and, and the late night. Now, let me give you a little backstory on cover to cover. 
uh, a lot of our, we have a 98% female audience, 98.8%. I just looked it up on something that we have give me the numbers of that. So it's one pretty much 100% female audience. Good gals, you know, my kind of women, strong, fuck you bitches, you know, my people. And they've come from Juicy Scoop and some other places. Some people come from Kirkman's podcast, but they're here now. So that's the way we kind of lean towards that. You know, I know you like the Yankees and all the Giants, and but stay away from all yeah. that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I we, t- we talk that's about it. a little bit. We got the A-Rod. We talk about yes, the A-Rod and, and J-Lo. You know, stuff like that, if we lean towards that. And uh, so that's it. Here we are, Steve Marmelstein. Now, Steve's very excited. Did you watch R. Kelly? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, what did you think? Well, the first thing I thought was his, what kind of PR representation is he getting? Well, there's obviously none. Well, the, but that but tells him it's the guy who came over and wiped the sweat off his, off his yeah, forehead yeah. at one point. Like that's his PR. Yeah. I mean, do you want to be hovering like over a 60 year old woman? In, in an interview. Right, right. But there was no stopping him at that point. You know, he'd gotten up and, yeah, exactly. But Gail was just amazing. You know, she, but of course, I mean, Gail's a pro and and I don't think, I'm not sure Gail King had ever had aspirations of being uh, in in media. She was just Oprah's friend, right? And then she, because of being Oprah's friend, she kind of became, a, a, you know, almost a, like a media, now she's, you know, like a, like a heavyweight, you know, anchor on CBS. But I don't think she she was Oprah. I know was a newswoman for years in Chicago before she became Oprah. But I don't think Gail was. I think Gail was a regular mother and and, and I could be wrong. She was her producer on the original Oprah show, but just because they were friends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's how it works. You just kind of yeah end of up on TV. Right, right, right. Yeah, like. You just on a show and put this guy on. So here we are. That's uh, so that's Steve's going to be uh, chiming in on the stories uh, today, and we ha- we have like a breaking story right now, which has been crazy. It's been breaking as we're as we're as we're going th- um, to air right now. It's this story about, I guess I guess Felicity Hoffman has been arrested <laughs> for this. Yeah. But and a felony arrest, which is cute, and 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 uh, I guess Lori Laughlin's another one, and um, she's in Canada, so I guess there's an issue with that. That's what I've been reading. Like I said, it's a pretty new story. By the time this comes out, it'll be it'll probably be fleshed out a little bit more. But um, now it's there. Steve has all the de- yeah, I, the facts on on, on the case. Quick, give me give me CNN give me a little bit back. Yeah, give me a little bit of backstory. So basically, there's a guy down in Newport Beach named Rick Singer. Okay. Who owns a company that <clears throat> rich people hire to get them into college. Yeah. And and literally they hire people to take the tests. So you walk in, take the SAT. Right. You know, the little rich kid from Newport Beach doesn't pay close attention. They're not doing great. They bring in another guy to finish the test for you. So so wait a minute. So <laughs> literally, and and then well, there you okay. go. Here's your test. Now you went That's to, one now, part of it. Alex, are you a college guy? Are you yeah. a college? Uh, I, I I'm a college dropout. Uh, okay, yes. what's cool? Oh, you in the UNLV, What's right? UNLV, yeah. UNLV, yeah. and 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 Steve is a Tulane graduate. Tulane. Uh, now let me tell you this. I, I am not. A, I didn't go to college. I didn't even think about college. My parents didn't even. Growing up, my parents didn't even mention college to us. Like it wasn't even something. It was there was no aspiration. Not even that. It was. It was. You were going to be an electrician when you graduate high school, like everybody does. You go and become an electrician. You become a journeyman, like a uh, an apprentice electrician. Good old the apprenticeship. You go right into yeah. it. You go yeah. right into it. At eighteen years old, I was an electrician in New York City. That's what I was doing. I was putting up. I was putting it. I was working at the World Trade Center when it was still there, I, I, like basically changing light bulbs. And no, not, my parents never mentioned college. They never were like my my mother didn't go. My father didn't go. So, and here I am doing fine. Like, you know, I had a pretty decent career, had a nice life. Am I dumb? Sometimes I feel I am, but I, but I, but I've played catch up, but like I've read as much as I can read and I try to keep myself abreast of things that people talk about in everyday life. You know, I don't know. Like I said many times on this podcast, (laughs) don't deep dive on me on anything because I probably won't be able to come at you with it, but if you we stay superficially on 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 you know just the topics USA of the day. Today. Right. Thank you. USA Today. That's exactly. You. Exactly. I could sit at a party and talk anything, which I've always prided myself on. I'm like, hey man, I could talk about baseball or football or 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 A-Rod and and J Lo or or this Felicity Huffman. Boom. No college. No debt. 
no no degree. And at this point, can't you just lie about it? Can't you just say Dude, like no if, one's fact checking no. that? No. If you go into like an interview somewhere, can't you say, Oh yeah, I'm an NYU graduate? Unless that person sitting on the other end of the desk was also an NYU graduate, you you know, then you're screwed. But if they weren't, they're like, oh, cool. Like, how do you, how do you, right? Am I wrong? Yes, but uh, getting back to this story. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, so, so I just want to say. Here is a crazy thing that you just mentioned because about what, but, but let me just say that. So what has happened is these people, like Felicity Huffman and, and Lori Laughlin, have paid the, this guy tons of money to get these kids into these exactly. big schools. UCLA, mm-hmm. Georgetown. USC. I think yeah. Uh, all the Boston. It's, it's a Boston well, store, right? Okay. So uh, Boston University, Boston College, Northeastern, Yale. Yeah, all right. And I was upset Tulane That's wasn't on it. Nobody, nobody wanted to cheat to get into my school. Come on. <laughs> come on. Nobody wants to go down really? there. Come on. It's too muggy. Muggy yeah, mosquitoes oh, down in New Tulane. Orleans, you've had some time. I love it. I love it. It's um, a great town. No, but the other part, the athletic part, the, 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 the checking people's credentials thing. Right. There's another part to the story where- but the sports. Where they are giving scholarships to people that aren't even athletes. It's amazing. So, so like there's a coach, I think the, the Yale soccer coach- just got fired. Somebody gave him four hundred grand to get his kid into school and pretend he played soccer. But if you have four hundred grand to give this guy, wait, who cares if you have just an, if an education? Yeah, just pay you know for the could, school. You know what you could do? Well, I guess you like, can't but, just, but if you these people get are in. obviously, I heard this guy made twenty five million dollars doing this with these different people, and it's not only Lori Laughlin and 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 Felicity Huffman. It's you know huge. People, heads of industry who are doing it. So the actresses are the exciting ones to talk about, but there are other people. So if you're that rich, who cares if you have an education? Buy him a bunch you, of yeah, gold. Just go yeah. buy the kid a house somewhere in, well, in, you know, in Boston and let him live out his life. You could buy a house, put the word Harvard on it. The kid goes in, you hire a teacher, you're, you went to Harvard. The kid wouldn't even know. Well, they were also, I, I saw they were Photoshopping <laughs> faces on sports <laughs> pictures to like show... These recruiters, like he does, look at him. Yeah. That's him kicking a football, uh, and it's a photoshopped yeah. face on a on a kicker. Were this, they doing sports because that's how they get the duds in? They're like, oh look, he's an athlete. Yes, like you're an, right? he's an yeah, idiot, they, they but he's an athlete. They need a certain amount of like the sports need good grades. Yeah, to right. have like like Yale has to have, you have to have good grades to be on the Yale soccer team. Yeah, so yeah, look at my kid. For, meanwhile, the kid's 120 pounds. So what? It, now what is what? Is, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, they should what? make the kid play. Right. I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> like, all right. Uh-oh, okay. Steve's got a new show. He's going to take Felicity Huffman's kid and make him play make soccer. Him, make him play center. Like a, yeah. right. Play center for Put him in a, so, Oh, so you can kick a 60-yard field goal. All right, come on. Let's do Let's it. Let's see him kick a 60-yard field goal. Uh, he could kick for the uh, Chicago Bears. That guy can't kick field goals, right? Oh, see, now I did. Oh, I see, told I'm Steve sorry, not oh, to. Wait, but... but yeah. I think I I didn't go too. That wasn't too male. No, no, no. It was perfect. It was perfect. And it's the women's soccer now, let coach, me add, too, I think. Let me ask you... Uh, now, do, uh, do you have facts on Felicity Huffman's kid? What school did they go to? Uh, they, I don't think they've released that. Because Felicity Huffman is married to William H. Macy. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's a big... How'd you like, how about William H. Macy's like, like at the gym? He sees Felicity Huffman cheating on the screen. He's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. oh, thank, oh, it's about the but kid. That's, that's, that's like a heavyweight couple there, those yeah. two. Well, like, she got nominated for an Oscar. I know. I remember that. She played what a trans we? person. Remember, it was before trans was 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 big as it oh, is you now. It's not as hot, but she was. It was called transphobe something, trans something, yeah. and she played a trans person. And it that when a woman and could play a trans person these days, uh, uh, you'd have to be an actual trans yeah. person to play a trans person. Otherwise, you'd be crucified by by the way. I can't. I still because that's the beauty of this podcast, Steve. Feel free. Uh, we don't have any uh, any advertiser or anything like that, so we could say anything. I could still make fun of Caitlyn Jenner uh, on this podcast, and I do. Um, so have fun with it. You're all best friend. Yeah, my, exactly. That's what I try to tell people because I sometimes say he when I'm when I'm referencing Caitlyn, and some people get mad at me, and I try to say that I was friendly with Bruce. Like Bruce I was remember. a friend of mine, so it was hard to to. Um, for me to, to separate have you Bruce seen from, from Caitlin? Caitlin. I have not. Have you ever I, met Caitlin? I have not met Ka- okay. I have not met Caitlin. Uh, Bruce. I I don't know. Like I'm not. I don't become starstruck much. Uh, I don't think I, uh, the only time I was ever really starstruck, and you guys can you know chime in on this too. Is anybody who's ever starstruck was I met one time. I was waiting tables. It's like middle of the afternoon at this place up on Sunset Boulevard here called Mirabelle Restaurants, where I worked with uh, Megan Markle. I used to work with. I think I've talked about this before. I used to work with Megan Markle at this place. Now she's the princess or whatever she's considered. One day, middle of the afternoon, it's dead quiet. Lunch, nobody's in there. In comes walking George Michael. 
at the height Whoa. of George Michael, at the height of like good looking George Michael, like, you know, when he was like gorgeous, not wham George Michael, like jerk off in short hair, like jerk off in the bathroom, which he probably wasn't far up the street. It was that, I know the bathroom we did it in Beverly Hills. Um, so he comes walking in and I was like, oh my God, like just like, like a, a tall guy, kind of six foot one, you know, Greek looking fucking gorgeous black turtleneck. Great. Then he sits down. Orders like a pizza. He's got a guy with him and he's smoking a cigarette and the ashes are like falling all over his shirt, like his black <laughs> turtleneck to the point where like, how is he not known? And then I'm like, oh, this guy's insane. Like, oh, he's on pills. Like he's fucking not, not all there. And I remember being so excited to see him. And then I was like, but and I'm like, oh, he's just a slob like everybody else, you know, <laughs> that, like a shit all over his shirt. And, and anyway, the but that was like the one time I was like sh starstruck by somebody. But I think if I saw Caitlyn Jenner, I'd be like starstruck. Like it would be on so many levels on the fact that it's just, it just looks like Bruce Jenner with a wig on and he's a big giant person wearing like a, you know, a strapless dress. <laughs> His back is, you know, he's a fucking, he's athlete. a premier, not only an athlete. Yeah, I know. He's, he's the, gold medal. like the biggest, one of the best athlete in the world at one point. You know, the, what he did was impossible. And I don't think it's been done since by an American, has it? No. A decathlon um, winner? I just, yeah. Anyway, it's so that would be very shy. And I, you know, I, I spend a lot of time in Malibu. I have a place there in the summer and I'm one of these days we are going to meet in Malibu. I know he lives up in the hill and I live down by the beach, but we'll, we're going to meet somewhere at one of the restaurants or something. We'll and it's, uh, and I'm very excited that uh, that happens. And then of course, Caitlin is posting, Caitlin recently just posted something new on her. I'm fascinated by this whole thing. My Caitlin Jenner does a new thing on the Twitter. Uh, on her Twitter. She, uh, she's fascinated by these flowers that are growing on the mountains by her house in Malibu. Uh, because it's been raining so much here in Los Angeles, we are getting flowers and some things that we don't normally get in Los Angeles. Like it looks like Ireland here. The mountains are green. There's been like crazy butterflies. I don't know if you know, yeah, last, I just saw it on the, way yeah. the last couple of days, these butterflies are flying all over the city. It's all because of the rains. And Caitlin is getting some, I think they're poppies or some sort of flower Holy growing on his hills. Mm. And he can't stop tweeting about it. Like, there's, there's gorgeous poppies growing on these hills. And, and, everyone get out here, look at the poppies. It's a great season. So, that's the Caitlin? That's that's, 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 that sounds like something your grandmother would say. What is that? That's exactly the way he talks. If you, if you, if you watch his Instagram <laughs> stories, this is how he talks. He, he extends the last word of every sentence. Having no. a great time today in Malibu. It's tough living in Malibu these days. Anyway, yeah. he's got this picture of him sitting in the poppies. He, he tweeted it yesterday with the with the girl. It, it, it's he, now his girlfriend. I don't know if you know this, Steve. He has a girlfriend. It's a tr it's another trans person. She is trans as well. She's 19 years old, and they are together. Some people okay. say they're not. Some people say they I are. Can't do but, the math. Uh, I know he's 72, I believe. Anyway, he's she's 19. Mm -hmm. This is basically like a like a like a Rolling Stone situation. You know, it's like Jagger or or uh, you know with a, with a 18 year old girl. It's the same thing, but nobody's really making us think about it because I think they're both trans and it's like, let them have their fun. So he's got a picture of them lying in the, in these poppies together on Twitter, the, him and the girl. Now it's way up a mountain. This fucking guy's 72 years old. So he, he's this old, this old queen goes, <laughs> takes off, takes off his size fucking 14 Jimmy shoes and like walks, walks, up walks halfway up this hill and lays down. And I don't know who took the picture. He's got, you know, and I, <laughs> you got to look at the picture. It's fantastic. Anyway, go look at it on, on Caitlyn Jenner's Twitter. And we're having a beautiful day here in Malibu in the poppies. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's talk. Let's wow. talk some more stuff. Can, now, can I ask, is, is his girlfriend, was yes. it a uh, male to female transition? Also? Uh, yes. Yes, okay. I believe. I believe. Now, I don't know. I, 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 maybe you can, maybe you know this, Steve. I don't know about the Caitlyn Jenner situation. I don't know if the penis is gone yet or it is. Or I just, but I've I heard mixed so. things. I've, I've heard, heard mixed both. things. I've heard. Now, the other thing that I think is <laughs> I've heard mixed. <laughs> now, here's the thing that last week it came out that uh, Kylie Jenner, Forbes magazine had her as the self, and people were upset because they said she's not self-made, but what, I, I don't care about that. I think in a way she is kind of self-made. Like I've never seen 
a girl transform themselves quite from what she was on the uh, the start of keeping up with the Kardashians. She was like she was like the, the runt of the litter, more or less, in the Kardashian family. Like little lips, thin lips. She was young. She was a little girl, but still not. It wasn't good looking like the other ones were. And boom, one day she just gets some plastic surgery, the best plastic surgery I've ever seen on anyone. I mean, it completely transformed. Doesn't look plastic surgery, transformed her. And then she goes on to become a billionaire, a billionaire. Family business. She is the, the youngest billionaire, I think, of all time or some crazy shit. I, just, I don't know if you saw the story last week. Right, yeah. yeah. So now here's the thing about this Bruce Jenner. Now, this is from his dick. That girl is all Bruce Jenner. She is Chris Jenner and Bruce's kid. There's no Armenian in her. She is full on Bruce and Chris. That's not Robert Kardashian. She is just Bruce and Chris. So this dick that that is now sitting in a fucking jar in his uh, pantry, (laughs) it produced the fucking youngest bill. That's crazy. Like, that's a good dick that he went and said, get this goddamn thing off me. (laughs) It's been nothing but trouble. I've I've already produced the the youngest billionaire. Take this dick away. I'm I'm going to go sit in the poppies with my girlfriend. Well, how do you follow a billion old billion? But that's like, crazy. Yeah, just get it. Like, all. and then he, and then the other one is you know Kendall, who's go- like this gorgeous model girl. And then there's a ton more. There's the Brody Jenner, who's a good looking kid, and but they're all different women. And he's got like nine, eight, eight or nine kids. Anyway, enough of that. I can talk about Caitlyn. How many did he did he have with Chris? I two like full okay. like na- with him and Chris. There's the others two. were Kendall from a Kylie. different. And they're, they're from Robert Kardashian, who's the OJ's lawyer. You, you all know the story. No, I mean, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like Jenner's uh, other kids are from a previous, previous like before Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the different, different okay. women along the way. He's, uh, you know, he's, he was like a notorious Lothario in, in, in the, you know, in the seventies yeah, and stuff. Studio he had, 54. Yeah, he's got five wives or whatever, or something like that. I, I could be wrong, but, and I often am. Uh, anyway, next story I wanted to talk about a little bit is, um, I don't know if you, there's, there's a big thing. Maybe you've seen it, Alex, and you, I don't know if you have as well, Steve. There's there's the thing going on now where it's it's become like a YouTube sensation where these kids, 16, 17-year-old kids, anybody who works in in a, in a in a restaurant or like a fast food restaurant like a Burger King or McDonald's or a Walmart or a Target and who have access to a microphone, as, as stores do and as restaurants do, they have access to a microphone that, you know, is a it, it, it is attached to a PA mm-hmm. and you're able to make, you know, yeah. announcements over the PA, like, you know, what's on sale at a Walmart or whatever. So what these kids are doing now is they're grabbing the PA and they're quitting their job on the PA and they're dropping the mic and walking out. Posting it on Instagram? Yeah, they're posting it on Instagram. It's become like a big sensation. Like they're like, uh, this job sucks. My boss is a fucking asshole. Bye-bye. And walk out. Now there's 17 year old kids working at Walmart or Burger King, and and they're being praised for doing this. They're getting hundreds of thousands of, of views on these things, and people are like. So now it's becoming a thing. Like, just go into Burger King, McDonald's, and fucking quit on microphone, and you become a superstar. Fuck, not. Nah, it's making me so angry. Fuck you, little punk motherfuckers. First of all, every job sucks. Steve, 17 years old, first job. What was it? Um, Montvale stationers. I was basically, I would collate Montvale, like the, is that Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. I, like I would collate like the New York times at like five o'clock in the morning what on does a that Sunday. Mean, collate? Like the New York times, okay. you know, it's sure, sure, sure. 25 sections. Yeah. They would come to the store separate. So like oh, 22 sports sections, put it together. 22 uh, arts and leisure. So you're working in a store. So I'd sit there. And put them all together with my uh, good buddy, Neil Ruff. <laughs> really? <laughs> and we would, at five o'clock in the morning, on a Sunday, collate the New York. Like so, the worst so that's, would be. That's, that's, a, that, that's a shit job. Yeah, like Thanksgiving, when all the circular would be like, oh, right. geez, Thanksgiving. It's, it, it was literally, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. That was I didn't t- even know yeah. that, that, that people did that. Yeah. What about you, Alex? Uh, t- I was 14, tuxedo shop. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. At 14, wow. you yeah. could do that? Yeah. Like, were you, you working? You work permit in the state of Nevada. So wait a minute, you, were you renting tuxedos to people? Yeah. Really? Measuring them, shining oh up, my buff, God, buffing up crazy. shoes. That's that's not a bad gig. No, you, was, you still do that today. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, a lot okay. of events. In the so now I, I'm going to tell you mine. And there's a little I bit. met Floyd Mayweather there. Didn't oh, get starstruck. 
But, He's the king of Jersey, right? I mean, the king of Vegas, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, did he have like did he have like ten billion dollars in his pocket? Doesn't he carry around a suitcase of money? Uh, and, no, I mean probably the yeah. entourage member had the suitcase. But did he get a tuxedo there? I thinking back, he mint, shouldn't have. A we mint weren't green that tuxedo. Night. This was this was years. I mean, even for him, he should have had way more money than to be fucking around. You know, it's funny. I shop, I but, sat next to him one time on a Southwest flight. He was in the middle <laughs> seat. No Ooh, shit. Yeah, it was, you know, it was Burbank to, uh, Burbank to Vegas, yeah. which I you sometimes. You're like, fuck it, just get yeah. it. It's an hour, 40 minute flight. Yeah. Everybody, you know, I've, I sat next to Rob Lowe on one, Marie Osmond <laughs> on one. Like, they, just they grab a seat, you know, last minute, like 40 yeah. minutes. Just like, what us. am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, I'm going to tell my first job and then a little backstory on it. My first job was not, a, not unlike Alex, it was also 14 years old. Now, the reason this makes me angry is because your first job just sucks. Go do it. Get you, you know, if it, whether it be Walmart or Burger King or McDonald's, it you should be happy that you have the gig and and fucking you punk fucks out there. Fuck you! I quit. My boss is a dick. Of course, that's the way it's supposed to be. It's you're supposed to you learn something from it and move on to better things. Maybe not, or stay there and do it for the rest of your life. I just read a story about a guy who's retiring from McDonald's, eighty-eight years old. He's <laughs> he was he he retired from another job. 25 years ago, got bored, started working at McDonald's. This People say he's the greatest. They, they go to McDonald's for this guy. I forget, I forget what city it's in. And he said, you know what? I have 25 years I've been working here. Love it. I'm retiring. I don't want to retire, but I got, I, I'm 88. I, I got to go. You know? So anyway, that's these are decent people. So these kids on the back. So my first job, I'm stretching canvases. Now, basically, it's uh, uh, taking like art. As you see art, like canvases being stretched onto like, you know, the wood around them. It was Skindali Art Company, which is like a got friend of mine from down the street. His name is Skindali, Lou, Lou and Chris Skindali. They were like half-assed mobsters, right? So I'm working in their uh, in their in their uh, art stretching factory, which you just stretch shitty art. Uh, it's real paint paintings that people have done, and bad oil paintings of flowers and fruits and stuff. And I would stretch them onto it and, and staple it, and then just you know send it to wherever it was going to go. And I would do that every day after junior high school. I would walk from. So one day, uh, I had it was just me and the 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 guy who owned the place. His name was Lou Scandali. He's since passed. Older guy, and like one other guy named Jimmy Caranto, who was a you know real fucked up kid in our neighborhood. And he he he. he I'll get to a story about him. In a I second. love the names. Jimmy Caranto turned out to be a real bizarre dude. Anyway, so I'm working with Scandali Art Company. One day, the the. These two like, I mean, it looks like something out of like a Goodfellas movie. These two guys come in in like suits. Now, let me tell you that in Ronkonkoma, if you're wearing a suit, you either have to go to court. Like, there's no reason for anyone to wear a suit. Like, so most cities, you see somebody in a suit, you're like, oh, that guy's doing well for himself. In Ronkonkoma, you see a guy in a suit, you're like, this guy fucked up. Like something went down and he's got to be well in a suit today. So... Two guys come walking. There's a big giant warehouse, giant warehouse. They come walking like the back door and they're like, hey, do you work here? I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm 14 years old. They're like, we're taking the car. I'm like, ah, what? I don't know what car. <laughs> like, we're taking the car. We're taking his car. I was like, okay. I don't know. I, I'm just nervous. I don't know anything. I'm just stretching and stapling. They, I, a hot wire. Now, let me just say, this wasn't a Mercedes Benz or this Lewis Kendalli had like an old shitty, like, um, station wagon. They drive off in it. These two guys. I don't know how they started it. They somehow did. And they drive off in the car. Lewis Kendalli comes walking in from wherever and he goes, where's my car? I said, I don't know. Two guys just came in and took it. Now... <laughs> it you was had one you job, were fourteen, but, but, but like don't I'm let someone so I'm car. like, what? He's like, oh, but it's, it was a mob. It was like a weird mob thing. Like I guess he didn't pay his whatever, and they repoed his car. It wasn't like I'm going to kill you and fucking break your legs, but we're taking the car. We yeah, you know, we gave it to you. You're not paying it. We're taking the car. <laughs> so he's like, he <laughs> he wasn't even. So that, I didn't know mob shit at fourteen. I was like, that's weird. he didn't seem upset about it. At all he's like, I said they took the car. He's like, okay. Like, that's what happens in this world. <laughs> so then he was my ride home. Like, he used to drive me home every day and drop me off. Now, it wasn't a far ride, but it was a weird, far enough to be strange for me to be walking it with a 65-year-old man. And we did. We walked home together, me and Luz Kendali. <laughs> we walked home. And 
now bear in mind, this is the suburbs of Long Island and there's no sidewalk. So a lot of times we're walking on the side of like busy roads in like wet grass and shit. And I'm with an old man. And we, and it just became strange. And we, I eventually got to my house and he didn't live far down the road and he got to his house and Jimmy Caranto was with us. And, uh, and we made it home. So that's my, that was my, I never got on the microphone. I never said the mob <laughs> just stole this guy's car. I'm quitting. This is, I feel like, I'm I'm, this I feel bitch. like my life is, yeah. Like this <laughs> next week they could come in and shoot me. Like you didn't pay your bills. We're going to shoot your 14 year old fucking employee. We're going <laughs> to pay, pay your marker, anyway, the canvas stretcher. So yes. yeah. So that, that's, uh, that's my little bit of takeaway from these people getting on. You punk should, uh, be, you didn't see Steve getting on the microphone and screaming about him co- Co- what was it? Collating? Correlating? Collating. Collating the, yeah. the New York Times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just thought that story was kind of fun. And uh, and it, let me tell you about Jimmy Caranto now while I'm on this. People said like when I tell personal stories. So I'll tell you a little about Jimmy Caranto. He's the guy I worked with. Now, Jimmy Caranto became like kind of the town idiot. All right. Now he's probably 55 now. He's still alive, I believe. But he had some sort of disease. What's the disease that Annette Funicello had? Uh, uh, what did she have? Remember she had some lupus or something? Was lupus? Whoa, Annette or, uh, no, no, it might have been uh, multiple, multiple sclerosis, oh, MS. 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 Okay. So this kid wound up getting MS later in life. I should have known that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, you, I figured Damn it, it. That right That's up your why I'm here. Yeah. Anyway, one day I see him at this bar. It's called Tobin's in Ronkonkoma. Now I'm at this point already a giant celebrity, and it's exciting for people to see me in Tobin's on Ronkonkoma. They're like, oh my God, that's Chris Frangiola, star of Chelsea Lately. What's he doing in this bar in Ronkonkoma? Very, very exciting. So uh, I'm, I'm home for the holidays. This is a couple of years ago. Now Jimmy Caranto comes walking in. Now he, he's not, you know, he's down on his, he's been, it's been, it hasn't been a good life for him since the days of Skindali Art Company. And he <laughs> I said, how's everything going? He goes, oh, you know, things are going well. The parents have passed. You know, I knew his parents. They lived next door to me a little bit. And uh, I said, and he said, oh, sorry to hear that. He goes, but it's interesting. This is, I swear to God, it's true. He goes, but it's interesting. He goes, you should drive by the house. You'll notice that I dress up dummies in my parents' clothes and I put them in the windows of the house. <laughs> so I was like, I was, I was like, this is like psycho shit. Like, you know, from the movie Psycho. I said, what? He goes, yeah. You know, I buried, you know, they, they both died within a you know, couple of months of each other. And I, you know, I, they left, I, I, he, he still, he never moved from the house. So he's 56 years old, still living in it with his parents, never left. So, his, pa- his parents died. They were bo- He's got the household to himself, but the clothes are still there. He starts dressing up dummies with his parents' clothes and putting them in the window of the house. So I'm like, well, I got to drive past this. It's on my way back from the bar anyway. It's literally the plot of Psycho. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Christmas Eve, I'm driving back from this bar, Tobin's, I, I, to my house. I just, I go past his house and sure enough, creepy as shit. He's got fucking, they're like silhouettes. So they look like people standing in the house. And he's got two in one window and two in another. Like, I'm like, this is the strangest thing I've ever, and I've since told it to other people. I'm like, hey, it's just Jimmy. I'm like, that, you got to arrest this fucking guy. Like, that's not right. Like, I, there could be bodies in this house. Anyway, I should probably. Turns out he's been dressing oh. up his parents. <laughs> yeah, their like, own like, I was like, this is, that's, that is psycho. Like, well, wasn't his yes, parents, the mother was, was just up in the, the window. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean. Does he change it like for seasons? Like it's Christmas time. Oh, put a yeah. little put a scarf. Santa hat on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, like, hey, uh, hey, hey, Jimmy, I saw I drove by the house the other day. Your mom's arm fell off. You might want to <laughs> you might want to The whole thing is just bizarre. Dude. But you know, that I mean for where I'm from, it's just yeah, you Steve's I've been I've been we're, we're from similar places. Uh, Steve's had a little more of an affluent lifestyle than I've led, but uh you know, it, we're, we're in the same kind of you know, you know what I'm talking about. About oh, yeah. when I talk about these stories, Alex is uh, out of Vegas, so uh, he's had some interesting stories as well. You know, just different with a Vegas twist. With a used extra to work at, trashy. Extra he used to work at the Cosmo. My wow. friend Alex. Yeah, mm. he was a Cosmo guy. Yeah. Working the pool and stuff over there. We, you know, we we, we, we spent uh, some oh, back in back in our back in our some, back in our yeah, high, you know, yeah, high living days, days on yeah. Chelsea Layla. We would take private yeah. jets to Vegas. Yeah, and be like, we the were kitchen. like VIPs. You know, oh, at you the guys pool went through the kitchen. Oh, we were kitchen guys. We were good fellas through the kitchen out to the pool. They bring you your own table. One weekend, we were so hoity-toity hot. We went to see. A prince and uh, uh, who was the country what, guy? What was it? Zach Brown? Like the same night. We saw Prince like what? at n- the nine. Love? Yeah. The Beatles show Love. That's right. 
And we were like VIP everywhere we went. Anyway, those days were over. <laughs> now I'm fucking pe- driving past Jimmy Caranto's house to look at dummies <laughs> in the window. <laughs> Quickly, before we wrap things up, uh, it's, this has actually been fun having Steve here. Thank you, Steve, oh, for being it's here. A, a uh, we're actually going to keep you. We're going to keep you for one more. How and, about that? Uh, yeah, so it'll be two in a row. Can, we're going to stay. It's like yeah. a, like yeah, a talk exactly. show. Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Stay for a little bit and, uh, and, and hang tight. Uh, J-Lo, uh, J-Lo, A-Rod, what do you think? Uh, are you excited about it? I mean, I... Okay, do you think it's going to happen? Yes, of course it is. Yeah, right. I, I, now, did you see the Jose Canseco tweets? Yes. He's just out of his mind, right? You know, but he is, but he broke the steroids. This guy, there's always something true behind I, stuff he says. Sure, I know, but... Um, he's out of his Yes, yeah, he's out of his yeah, mind. Yeah. But, I mean, he wants to fight him. I don't... That would be pretty... That would be a good fight. Right. Um but Even no, though Canseco's probably 10 years old. Well, Canseco's older? got nothing but else a, to do, but A-Rod's actually do, you know, having a nice life. Yeah. So I think Canseco would love the fight because he it could make be, a buck on it yeah. probably, but it's never going to happen. Uh, I'm all for it, the J-Lo, A-Rod thing. I think they look alike. I love when couples who look alike get together. Uh, and they... Like I know she's been, you know, she's you know had Mark Anthony and had uh, you know P Diddy and Ben Affleck and all those guys, but they none of them ever made sense to me. You know, Mark Anthony looked like a little uh, wet possum, and uh, and you know Ben Affleck is like, what is he doing? Like he's like a fucking, she's a Bronx chick and he's a Boston drunk and. And then, uh, you know, A-Rod's the one that made sense to me. And I'm like, this is, yeah, it's good. I like the two of them. Let him, both got nice bodies and, every, you know, nice tan skin. I, I like to get, let them go out there and fuck each other. I don't think she can have kids anymore, right? She's 50-something. Gotta be 51, oh, yeah. 52. She, you know, and then she has the two Mark Anthony kids. And, yeah. Um, he's about 45. Well, good luck to, to A-Rod. Now he's going to, if he fucked himself on Mark Anthony Cole's Mark Anthony jeans, he'll never get a good discount on those anymore. <laughs> he's got a nice line of clothing at Cole's, that Mark Anthony. He's yeah. got nice, nice sweaters and uh, vests and things like that. If you're interested, <laughs> head over to Cole's. Get yourself some yeah. Mark Anthony clothes. Uh, anyway. said there's no ads on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, not yet. I'm, I'm dying to get one ad, but it, they won't give it to me because I make fun of Caitlin. Um, uh, so I can't get an ad on here, but I, I would rather be able to talk freely than talk about um, some toothbrush or whatever. Uh, but close, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, please. I'll t- I will stop talking about Caitlin tomorrow if you give me a hundred bucks. Um, all right, here's what we're going to do Send now. A, as, a as Subway for, gift card for $5. You know, so people have been giving it to me after yeah. shows and they do give, they give them to me in $5 denominations. And every time I go to, they give, they give me four. They give me twenty dollars worth in five dollar denominations. I kind of made a joke about, hey, if you know, I don't, I don't ask for anything much, but give me Subway gift cards and five dollar denominations, and people do. That would happen on Chelsea lately. The yeah, fortune. remember somebody sent? She sent one thing, and she got like we got stuff sent to the office. Yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, they get, uh, and I go into Subway, and I have to give them like five to get like you know one thing. So they're like, what, what, why are you giving me five, $5 gift cards? Anyway, it's fun. Thank you for doing it, and I appreciate it. And it is interesting and fun. Uh, here, we, now we get to the, my favorite point of the show. And we've decided that this is the way we're going to end them. I don't know how this happened. It happened kind of weirdly between Alex and I uh, with Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh. And um, I, I, I'm just fascinated by how songs in the 70s and how kind of – not politically incorrect and weird and, and, and Steve's, you know, as a music fan, like I am, and he knows these songs very well. So we are going to, this is how we're ending them. And this is the number one song in the country currently today. Alex has got it queued up. It's by the Jonas brothers who are back in action. They are a couple of the one guy. Yeah, I know, which is so cheesy at this point, like kill that carpool karaoke already, please. (laughs) Um, started out with like Rod Stewart and like big people. Now it's like, uh, George Michael, first yeah, one. Yeah, was the first one, yeah. Um, anyway, Jonas Brothers are back together. They, they, they're all married now, I think. The one guy married the Indian girl, Deepak Chopra, I believe her name is. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the other guys, you know, and the two ugly ones, they married some girls and everybody's having a good time and they're back together. I didn't really know them when they were, when they were a big deal. I guess they were like a Disney thing and they had hits in the past, but they got a new hit and it's number one. And Alec, go ahead, Alex. What do we got? It's called Sucker. And I'm going to start at Sucker, like S U S U C K E R. Like Sucker, like you're a sucker. Like you're a sucker. Got it. All right, let's hear it. You know, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. This is a pop hit. Steve's got a five-year-old daughter. Yeah. She listens to like pop not hits. Quite yet. Yeah. Oh, she likes that. Meet me in the middle. You know, that kind of stuff. What's that? Meet me in the middle. Um, 
Oh, okay. He, he looked at let me. me, let, me let me hear more. Let me hear more. I'm looking at a guy in his 20s for meeting me. Now, which guy sings? Which which one is the Jonas brother who sings? Is it is it the the one with the who's got um? One got, has talent. Nick is the real talent. Nick guy. Jonas is the one who married. Uh, I mean, Chopra. Oh, the, the, he's yes. the one who writes a lot of stuff. But and he also has a uh, diabetes. He's a diabetes. Oh. He's diabetic. Oh, is he the one yeah. who's the actor? Of that, didn't we? One I think of them's he, acting. Yeah, he's yeah. doing some acting. Yeah, he's, he's, he was in uh, Les Mis. They're all nice guys. Yeah, they seem like nice guys. I have no beef with these he was kids. In Les Mis. Yeah. I kind of like that their whole thing was like they're super Christian. I think that was kind of that nice was for... that kind of went away though. That, yeah, I mean, they, obviously yeah, they were doing that corrupts. for a minute. Remember they had like the virgin rings on and stuff, and, they, and now the one guy's like, I got a hot. They all have hot girlfriends. Yeah, so they're done with that bullshit. Anyway, uh, so, so I that, thought that's called sucker. Maybe this is just me. I'm, I'll play from the top now. I thought it started very weird. So tell me what you think of the intro. Let's hear it. This is the intro. I like it. That's pr- I think it's pretty good. Oh, I like it. Oh, I can hang out by a pool to this. I can lay down and have a pina colada. At a pool. Go through the kitchen. Yeah. To oh, the pool. I go through the kitchen to the pool with this. Get us a cabana. Oh, fuck yeah. Get us a cabana. Get us that. Bring us two. Bring us a carafe of cranberry juice, a carafe of uh, orange juice, please, and then a bottle of. Um, uh, we have to have Tito's because uh, my friend's got a gluten allergy, and uh, so and then we're gonna sit here and just pour drinks, and then we have, maybe a girl will come over and uh, get up on us. That's fantastic. Sucker by the Jonas Brothers. All right, I like it. I'm into nice. it. What do you think, Steve? How do you stand on today's pop music? Oh, you know me. If it's, I know. If it, if it, after 1982, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay, well, you're about to, yeah. then you're in luck. Because what you're about to hear is, is a song, uh, stick, in sticking with the weird songs that came out in the 70s mm-hmm. that, we, that were like... Now, I, I, I have to reiterate the fact that these were chart hits. They were like... Yes. They, were, they, they were number one, number two. This one was released initially in 1977, I believe, and it didn't... Go, it went nowhere at number 80 on the, on the pop charts. Released again in 1982 Ooh, and became an enormous hit for a girl named Charlene. Mm-hmm. Now, it was so much so that Charlene had gone back to work. She moved to... American Girl, moved, married a man, moved to England, opened a candy shop, like worked in a candy shop. Ba- out of the business. This song fucking blows up. And she has to get In back. America did it blow up? In or America. did she have to go in to like America. the all Korea circuit No, no, no. She, in America blew up, but it also blew up all over the world. And it's very strange. And here goes. Now, okay, now what's... She's basically saying, you've had a rough, a rough life. You're, you're a regimented wife. You're a disconnected mother. You're not doing great. Okay. So every woman at you know 1977 who was listening to this like that's me, man. That is me. I'm I'm disconnected. 82. 80, yeah, 82, <laughs> 7. Whenever we were listening to smattering in 77. Charlene was working at a candy shop. <laughs> See? She says, I've been to Georgia, I've been to California, been all over the world. Took the head of a preacher, man. Mm. And we made love in the sun. Whoa. Yeah, made love in the sun. Now his, this it gets deep, so it's deep. I had to be free. Okay. Here, I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. Okay. Wait, now ha- let me stop this now. The reason why, we're going to get back to it. The reason why this song means so much to me is, so now I'm, a, I don't know how old I was in 82, you know, just a kid. And we're in the kitchen. And we used to have an AM radio in the corner of our kitchen in Ron Conkama. Explain that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like a radio like that would just play. We, we never turned it off. You just turned the volume down. Like the knob had fallen off. That We just had a needle nose plier on the knob that you could just turn, <laughs> turn the volume that. down. And so it never actually went off. And in the morning, we would play. One station? Hear, did you guys? One station, one station. And it would play music. You'd get a little news. You'd get a school closing if it snowed, things like that. You know, that's it did everything. WABC, um, probably. Right. Yeah, whatever. I think back, we were listening to WBLI, uh, Long, oh, Island, yeah. Long Island's mm-hmm. Best Soft Rock. Uh, and this song was, and I remember my mother one time saying, this song reminds me of Sue Cannon. Now, Sue Cannon was in our world, probably like we thought. She lived 
couple of houses down from us. We thought she was like a lived a hoity-toity lifestyle. Ooh. Like, mm, must she be took re- the hand of a must preacher, be, man. <laughs> must be real nice being Sue Cannon. So my mother says, now, bear in mind, Sue Cannon lived in Ronkonkoma. She never seen a yacht in her fucking life. <laughs> never been to Georgia or California, never sipped champagne on a yacht. None of this. But my mother, in my mother's head, she was a fancy gal. She took gal. like a plane And once. my mother's like, you know, this reminds me of Sue Cannon. I bet Sue Cannon has been to paradise but has you ever been to her like i was like i've been to me motherfucker like that's who i <laughs> so that's why this song is always meant so anyway let's get back to it there's more because there's a very weird what's point called? what's the name of it it's called never been to me i never okay charlene now there's a very strange point in the song where she does like a monologue and it's my favorite part. We can just listen. We can just listen. I think the people will enjoy it. If you're listening in your car right now, just enjoy it. If you're a gal who's been to paradise but never been to yourself, you know what? Don't go to work today. Stop your car and, and, and get on the microphone like these young kids and quit your job and go find yourself. She's been to the Isles of Greece. She sipped champagne on a yacht just like Sue Cannon in my mother's mind. She moved like Harlow and Monte Carlo oh, and wow. showed him what I've got. I've been undressed by kings. And I've seen some things that a woman just ain't supposed to see. How did now, it take this woman so long to blow up? She had kings? Yeah. She now, had- let me say this. This was written by a man, of course. And it, there's a line that says, I've seen some things that a woman just ain't supposed to see. Now, I wonder what in the mind of this guy who wrote this song, I wonder what those things were. Like, this, the woman just ain't supposed to see that. Like, that's... So she's seen some things. Anyway, let's get to the, the monologue portion of it. It's amazing. <laughs> to paradise, but I've never been to me. Okay, here it is. Ready? Truth is a little boy you're holding. That man you fought with this morning. You say, I'm only gonna make love to tonight. Okay. Okay. Now, this is, the next line is the greatest line ever. The, the line of the song is Do you have the lyrics up? Um, no, but I, I have the story of how it came back. Yeah. Well, anyway, give me, if you can get the lyrics. There's a. Basically, the next line is he says this: this all these things you've done have gotten you nowhere in life. You've done some amazing things, but they've gotten you nowhere. And he, this is the line: the subtle whoring. That's what he says. The subtle whoring what? has never did has added up to nothing. So this is the uh, man, the man who wrote it. Whoever, I, maybe a man didn't write it. I don't know, but <laughs> I just assumed. Um, but it came from her mouth. Charlene the says the, the subtle whoring that I've been doing hasn't gotten me anywhere, and I just think that's so. We need to bring that term back: subtle, subtle whoring, because we've all been guilty of subtle whoring. Is, am I right, Steve? On, on the, subtle whoring. Give me the, 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 the final verse. The final verse. Subtle whoring. Right. Let's see. Sometimes I've been crying for unborn children. It made have be, it made me complete. Yeah. See, that's she. She. Didn't oh, here it is. Case. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I spent my life exploring the subtle whoring. Yes. That costs too much to be free. Exactly. Hey, lady, true. I've been to paradise, but I've never been, been to, to me. me. And wow. you know what, everybody, let's end it on that. <clears throat> if you gals have been out there and you and you you just live in the life and your husband's not giving you what you want and you used to have a good life, get out there and start subtle whoring again. You know, like I often say, put on your Jeanette body splash and just go out and uh, have a good time. Uh, be subtle. Be subtle. Be subtle. Subtle whoring. Now, don't, yeah. don't, don't just take cocks, you know, just subtly. <laughs> subtle Maybe rub it over the jeans or something. Subtle whoring. Sip champagne on a yacht. Move like Harlow through Monte Carlo and show them what you got. Steve Marmelstein, yeah. you've been a pleasure. Oh, Alex, as always, you're the best. Thank you all for listening to this one. This was fun. I think we had a good one here. Uh, I, I think we told some stories. We, we covered a couple of topics, and we had a pretty good time. As always, let me hear your reviews. Go on all the things and let us know. Thank you. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.